1: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast.
2: And today we're going to continue the conversation 80-something weeks in. (laughs) Not that anybody's counting. The conversation today, the word that came up to mind for Carol was what? Flow. Flow. As in being in the flow?
1: Yes. I guess that would be good. Okay.
2: And is it about, regardless of what the circumstances are, flowing with it? Or is it more, is it different? What do you mean by flow?
1: I think being in the circumstance, if you can just get a grip on yourself, you know, I always say, you know, get a grip on your little self. (laughs) You can do that. You can flow through it. But this is kind of a bigger thing because let me just tell you this. My whole life since the last six months of 2022 was just completely, totally crazy. And. I thought getting prepared to go into 2023, New Year, I'm getting things in order, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and da 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 and none of it, can I tell you, none of it is flowing, hmm. none of it. So I just said, okay, get a grip on your little self and try to figure out what's going on with this flow thing. So then you brought up the idea of control mm-hmm. being the opposite of flow and I really was falling out when we went into, because you said control is the opposite, right? And I'm thinking, I'm trying to get things under control so I can get in the flow.
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Makes sense to me.
2: That's right. It's a battle for peace. It's like, that's not the way to get to peace. That might get to the end of a battle. But that's not Mm going to get to peace. And it's about understanding what the circumstance is going to be. Once you have achieved that, I'm not going to say the end of the process. We never get to the end of the process. And there's a lot of nuance in flow. I had somebody on one of the daily meditations ask if we could have the subject be acceptance. And I knew what she was talking about. It's the same thing that you're talking about, which is about being in the flow and being okay with where we are. And it's also possible to trick ourselves. That's the religious science team group that I was in. The kids called it RSBS (laughs) as they tried to duck what was going on by just turning immediately to spiritual principles. Because I mean, spiritual principles are all true and they all work. And if we go to them too quickly, we miss out on some of the nuance. The other term for it is spiritual bypass, where something horrible happens. And we say, oh, this is good. This is love unfolding. You know, I had one of the members of New Thought Philly yesterday share a story that a package that was delivered to her got stolen off of her front stoop by somebody in the neighborhood. And she kind of turned to, oh, well, I guess they needed it more than I did. And then later on, she's feeling angry about it. And immediately turning to, oh, they needed it more than I did, gets in the way of us understanding what's really going on. Like, okay. Is there something that I get to do so that when my packages are delivered, they get delivered to me, which is what I had in mind to begin with? Is there some misalignment, some flow that's not happening that's preventing me from getting the experience that I was looking for instead of throwing away whatever that input could be, whatever that guidance might be, and just say, oh, it's all good. It's all fine. They needed it more than I did. Well, you know, maybe they did need it more than you did, but it's still annoying.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's
2: still annoying and upsetting. What we want to do is when we're in that place of flow and in that place of acceptance is not accepting crappy stuff just because we want to be accepting. It's accepting what's coming towards us and getting the value from it. Sometimes it's, ah, this is good for me. And sometimes it's, oh, I should never do this again. <laughs> you get done with that spicy Indian meal. It's like, oof, I'm going to do something different. The pepperoni pizza is not working on me. So we can use that as guidance rather than say, well, I guess I needed to have a heartburn.
1: Yeah, well, that's not me. <laughs> At all. I go for uh, the idea of what is this saying to me about what I could have done? Did I need to be more careful and so forth? I just tried to organize some things that were just out of order. And it's worse. (laughs) It's worse for (laughs) me. I can tell you 50%, and this is generous, 50% of what I organized, I can't even find it. (laughs) It was just better (laughs) (laughs)
0: with
2: I completely understand this lovely background that's surrounding me is actually uh, pretty cluttered. And the desk that I'm using is like one of those laminate covered particle board desks from probably 25 years old. So it's well past time to replace it. And in fact, I have a replacement for it that has been sitting in the other room since September. Because when I get the new desk and I got to get the old desk out, and I got to get everything off the desk. And I got to find a place to put it and to put the new desk and the old desk while they're moving past each other, all while continuing along in my lifestyle. And there's not a flow there. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where as soon as I start working on that project, things are going to get a lot messier.
1: So the messiness is part of the flow getting together, because that would be kind of nice. That would give me hope.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you now have a new organizational system. And probably the way that you're thinking about things is the way they used to be. So when you go look for something, you look in the place where it used to be when it wasn't organized. Yeah. And so now you have to keep your new model in mind and say, oh, okay, for Carol 2023, where would that be? (laughs) 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 If I were looking for that this year, where would I poke around? And eventually it'll fit together, right?
1: I do hope so. And I don't like the word hope, and I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> really. But you know, there's another part to that too. A lot of people say I'm trying to get my life organized and life in order, and I heard myself say that. And I thought, "Okay, so now let's see how you're going to work this one out." Life is happening, but it sometimes it seems like it's happening really, really fast, a lot going on, and I'm thinking like I'm trying to flow here. <laughs>
2: The things that we have in our lives are mostly decorations. A lot of them are activities that we enjoy doing. They're things that fill us up and feed us and nourish us and give us that excitement for being engaged. And sometimes there's a lot of those things going on. It can be overwhelming, even when it's all good. So too much good stuff is a lot. And what do you say no to? Give me a shot at that. And saying no?
1: Give me a shot at so much good that I'll say no. Now I do want to say I do recognize and extremely grateful for good health, just good health in me and all around me, people that I know. Maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. Putting undue going to pressure because the new year says you're supposed to do this. And I used to do for, I mean, it felt like just a century. It felt like I would lead a group through fasting the first 21 days of the year. And it Just became old hat, so I changed direction a couple years ago, and then I said, "Okay, I'm going to change this year and do something a little bit different." Wonderful idea that we're going through a book, and I had the same mindset that I had before. January one, we have to do such and such. Well, January one was on Sunday. Nobody wants to talk to anybody, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But and so I wasn't flowing because I'm in this old mindset of. it's got to be, you know, now we're a week and I've had to readjust the reading schedule all because I couldn't let go of January 1. It has to start. Maybe it's a lot of stuff like that, like things are supposed to go this way and then maybe they're not supposed to go anyway. They're supposed to go as they happen.
2: Yeah. Well, you can start over if you want to. Yeah. Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year is on the 22nd of January. So maybe you can just regroup and start then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did a regroup, you know, and it made more sense. I lightened up on the the reading instead of like the first 21 days it has to be. Now it's like to the end of the month. And I really had like spiritual heartburn over that Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be the 21st. Well, who told me that? Where did I get that?
2: Well, probably from you.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, but I have no idea when or why. Okay. I couldn't answer the question. And I said, well, it works out much better to the 31st. Okay, so go with the
2: 31st. You know what I would brazenly call that? What? A new thought.
1: <laughs> a new thought.
2: A, yeah. I just having a new thought. I mean, that's what it's about. Because you'd always done it the way that you'd done it. And mm-hmm. even forgotten why. Yes. So in that case, that's the equivalent of race belief or race memory. And that's just the way we do it. That's the way it's always happened. Even if it was completely arbitrary when it was set up. And now you do that all the time. And then you feel bad when it's not working. Yes. And the reset that you get to do and the way that you get to be in the flow is just to realize that... When you started that whole process, it was to have an experience of moving through the process of being in that flow. And I guess in a fasting experience of having that experience with the group that you're doing it with, and then it got changed, it morphed and rearranged. And then you're trying to basically go through the same steps, just expecting that it's going to give you the same feeling. And when the steps aren't available, that's the frustrating part, even though what you can do is say, well, all I want to have is the feeling of the experience as I go through it. And that's the flow. I
1: wish I could tell you and our listeners what I went through rescheduling or reordering the reading schedule. And you know what? I'll guarantee me, nobody gives a darn about that but me. Mm -hmm. Nobody really cares. They're looking at, this is the reading assignment for this week. Oh, she changed it. I'll bet that's all.
2: (laughs) You know, no biggie. she changed yeah.
1: She changed it, but I changed it, and it's much easier. But that didn't work for me, I'm telling you, because I thought, oh, now I'm completely out of order. And I tried to figure out the way I was doing it. I said, I'm not sure how I did this anyway. It doesn't seem to fit. (laughs) (laughs) There's the same amount of chapters in this book. And what the heck is going on here? And it's all me. I know it's all me. I mean, who else could it be? But I've been putting myself through anything but flow.
2: And that puts you at choice. When you notice that you have not been in the flow, then what you can be reminded of immediately is, what do I want to have instead? If this were flowing smoothly, how would that look? How would it feel? And do that instead. And that seems so simplistic, like I'm trivializing the issue and the problem. And okay, maybe I am. That's fine. But that's the pivot. That's where we get to turn from the things that we notice finally are no longer working for us. Like having to do a project in 21 days and realizing that 31 is actually going to fit a whole heck of a lot better to be able to look at that current circumstance and say, if this is not what I'm looking for, this is not what I want, and then be open to what'll help. And the gracefulness with which we can change from one to the other, both externally and internally. I mean, a lot of times, if we've got a graceful attitude, people will not notice the internal gyrations and grinding of teeth that we're doing, but we do. So it's the gracefulness of being able to say, oh, that's not working the way that I want it to. Let me, what would be better? And not just immediately say, let me do something different. It's like, because I don't want different. I want better. What would make this better?
1: Yeah, this is such a small thing. It really is. Because I even went back and remembered a conversation I was having with a colleague who does something on 21 days as well. And she was asking me how it went. This was maybe four or five years ago. I just remember flowing with the answer. And this time I'm looking for, what was I telling her? Because This is the same thing here. Nothing is flowing. What was I saying? But you're absolutely right. What I want is the flow of it, the ease of it. And it's me that's messing this up. And I walk down the hall and say, What are you doing? What's the problem here? Why are you all messed up over this? This is nothing, really. It's nothing. So.
2: Well, it's not nothing. It's an experience that you're going through.
1: And this is a good time to ask this question because I asked myself, is this indicative of something else that you're going through and you're just blaming it on this particular 31 day thing? It made me stop and look at everything in my world and see if I'm just like letting it all be, I'm blaming it all on this one thing. I'm not suggesting that I'm having like a breakdown or (laughs) or anything in my world is worse than anybody else's. I'm not suggesting that at all. It's that I just want to learn how to Pivot and not feel guilty. And if it's not all perfect, it's still okay because the change is going to be better than, you know, the 31 days better than 21. But I can't tell you how many times I wrestled with that. It can't possibly be that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> because this worked before. So it's me. That's what I'm saying. It's me.
2: It's you engaging with the world. There's actually a wonderful metaphor. So let's take a break. And after the break, we will discuss. Being in a three-legged
0: race. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun.
2: Let your light shine.
0: You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at GodCall.org. God Calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever
2: you write something, put on a gold star.
0: They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are they come at random times between 8:15 a.m and 6 p.m so you won't be expecting them and somehow the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time
2: magic is loose in the world
0: it's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day find out more and start your two-week free trial now
1: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
2: We're talking about flow, and I did make mention of the metaphor of a three-legged race. Because your question was, when I'm not in the flow, it's got to be me, and it couldn't be the world around me. And the reason that I brought up a three-legged race, you know what I'm talking about, is summertime picnics where... You get two people on a team and you tie your right leg to their left leg and you race with other people who are similarly equipped and see who can make it fastest. And the winner is not necessarily the people who can run the fastest. It actually is all about flow because if you're moving really quick and you get out of sync, then suddenly there's a tumble. (laughs) (laughs) or stoppage, or a slowdown, or a rebalancing that becomes necessary. And there's nothing, if you are in the race with a partner, and it's not working, it's easy to say, oh, it's me. Well, it might be you, and it might be your partner, but it's actually just the way that you're cooperating together. So that's the indicator that you're not in the flow, and that you get to readjust something. And nobody takes that seriously because it's a three-legged race at a picnic. But the same thing is going on all the time in all the areas of our lives. When something shows up of not being in the flow, especially something that should, because when you're running with a partner and you're in sync, it's really easy. it's when you get a little bit out of sync that it becomes just completely aggravating or impossible. So being able to notice when the things are not going the way that we want them to be going so that we can then pause and say, not do I want my partner to be running differently, <laughs> nor I'm such a failure, I'm not going at the correct pace for my partner, but to say, what is it that we can do to bring this experience back into alignment and harmony and balance and flow and either win the race or complete the race or have fun or at least not fall down and hurt ourselves?
1: Yeah. While you were explaining that, I was thinking that I'm in a three-legged race and spirit and my leg, really the partners in this thing. <laughs> I was going with you through this whole thing. I'm thinking, okay, we got to get in the right rhythm. And of course, I'm going to have to probably me slow down because I can clearly see some things going on. For example, I've had a lot of death around me, one within my close circle. And then, oh, since maybe November, the outer circle, the next ring out has been four, maybe five. Wow. And- I don't want to say I'm okay with it, like, you know, I'm okay with it, but I'm okay. But what it was saying to me is that, you know, you really can die, right? (laughs) There is an end to all of this. And I think that's what made me think, I want to get things in order because, you know, my life doesn't look like it's in a good flow. And I think maybe I jumped into panic mode, maybe. Now, I don't know for sure. This is just coming to mind based on the way I normally see things. I like to see a little bit more order and it was almost every day uh, somebody and i'm like what okay okay what's going on in my world here that i don't want to leave a mess behind you know i want nice orderly and i thought well you're not nice and orderly right now so you know this is not nice and orderly right now so maybe that's part of it and i just want to flow and not be tense I don't know if it's perfection, and I don't know if it's excellence. Maybe all those things are a part of it, but it's just not nice. Yeah.
2: Well, it occurs to me it's completely possible that with all the death and loss and end of stories that came up in the last six months, four months, that you've looked at your own circumstance and thought, well, there's some of this that's in disarray, and I want to clean that up. and Of course, taking everything that's been in its comfortable position for as long as it has, even if you've now decided that's not where you want it could be stressful and you're changing stuff around. So you're getting yourself into a new flow, but along the way, there's all that disruption. So there's also the idea I'm going to rearrange these things and I'm going to get myself, my life and my things organized. And there's two concepts. One is progress and the other is motion. And a lot of times we just get busy and we have a lot of motion without actually making any progress. (laughs) The explanation for that is ready, fire, aim. And we really want to do that. (laughs) You've done that, right? Yeah. Once or twice. Yep. There's a guy I used to work with and he would say, we don't know where we're going, but we're making good time. And that's not being in the flow. That's having a fire drill and just rearranging everything for the sake of rearranging it. And the question to ask yourself either while you're sitting there pondering things or when you're in meditation is what's the highest and best that can be unfolding here? what is my next perfect step to take? And invite mm-hmm. that guidance, mm-hmm. invite that infinite intelligence that actually has the answer to inform you rather than sitting in your localized mind and trying to figure it out based on prior experience. Because that certainly will lead to dissatisfaction, might lead to some success, but along the way, dealing with all the frustration, this is what's not been working so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of the next divine right step. You know, that's Florence Goldstein, and I really like that. And I said, okay. So I know me like I'm routine maybe. So I thought, okay, in order for the next divine right step to become to be revealed to you, you know, you gotta go to your chair. That's my meditation spot. You know, it all happens in that chair. Stuff happens and I didn't get to the chair. (laughs) I'm thinking, this is so funny. This is so funny. My son was leaving for work and he couldn't get my attention. Matter of fact, I was with you. I think this was last week. And he took a picture to let me know what he wanted. So he took a picture from the door just to say, I didn't want anything, blah, blah, blah. He gave me the picture or he sent the picture to me. And I could have fainted because my office is laid out in a very unique fashion, but it's wonderful. Worship space on one side, workspace on the next. And the picture was crazy. I'm thinking, where was he taking this picture? Where is this? So now I'm upset the way my space looks. But it's been fine up until the time I saw the picture. I thought, I got to get a grip on myself. (laughs) Because this looks crazy here. You know, maybe it's this time of year, all of that stuff. And maybe the listeners can send me a note i send you a
2: note and tell them what to tell me. I'm open. Nobody's qualified to tell you. That still small voice within is going to tell you. People like to tell you, you know. You can watch the HGTV and they will give you all sorts of ways to tidy up your space and fix things that didn't appear to have been broken to begin with. What I will help with is we're going to take another break and then we're going to do a prayer. And the prayer is going to be about divine guidance and opening to the flow and having all of that good stuff show up in our lives.
1: Sounds like it's a done deal already.
2: I'm ready. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace
1: back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And I got to say, before you get started, I know that this is the time where we pray, this is the last segment, but I really wish it wasn't because
2: this is like a really good discussion. Okay. Well, we'll come back to it. When? I don't know. It's none of my business. God knows when we're going to get back to this. <laughs>
1: Want it resolved right now and <laughs> come back to this next time. We do want it fixed, you know, I'm flowing, right? At the end of the broadcast, I want you pray, I'm flowing, and okay. it's always be a new subject next time. Not to do okay. this ever again.
2: Insisting that something happen on a particular schedule, especially when it's being in the flow, it's probably not gonna work. you think. <laughs> well, <laughs> just kind of pointing out that there's a little inherent conflict of interest there or mixed intention. And it's one of those paradoxes where the more we relax and let go and open to that divine guidance, the less control we have, the less influence or ability to specify the details in the process and the timeline, the more quickly stuff happens for us. Because God knows how to do this. The one who doesn't know how to do this is us. Let's do a prayer for divine guidance and being in the flow about being able to open ourselves up to a new experience, to use the experiences that we've had up until now as guidance and information as to the sort of change we'd like to have. And then we take that to prayer. And we do that by turning our attention away from the specifics and the circumstance that's surrounding us and opening ourselves to the awareness that there is one, one mind, one power, one love that shares and reveals and expresses itself through all of its creation. Everything that exists is that divine presence, that divine substance, that infinite intelligence revealed in its own particular form. And that's because in the beginning, there was only the one. There was only the creator, whether it's God or the big bang or whatever our story is. In the beginning, there was only the one. And everything that exists is that one revealing itself in a new way through evolution and chemical and atomic interactions, or through divine law revealing new things, the Garden of Eden and all the rest of the story of the begats. It is all that one growing up and showing up in a way that is new today. And that is a flow. It's a flow of historical unfoldment and evolution. It is the revealing of newness and freshness in every moment. And it is the creative power that has created each of us. So that infinite intelligence that knows everything is within that divine mind is the same mind with which we are thinking. We are individualizations of that mind and all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom is available everywhere. It's available to us, each of us individually. We are all on different paths. We are all taking the next step in different ways. And still that guidance, that awareness of the next perfect step for us is available. So that's what I'm opening to now. The intention in this prayer is to be aware of the guidance, to allow that still small voice of the infinite to speak in a way that we can understand, to make clear that next perfect step for us, even if it's completely different than the one we were planning, even if it's completely different than what we thought we had in mind to allow that guidance to show up in a way that is clear and actionable, in that we can take that next step and move in that next uplifting direction and in continuing to do so we are in the flow that divine unfoldment of God's infinite good is unfolding and revealing itself as and through and for us right here and now and always I'm grateful for it I'm grateful for the wonderful way that this is unfolding I'm grateful for the guidance I'm grateful for the willingness of each one to follow the guidance and take the steps and be in the flow of that goodness I'm grateful for the willingness to let go of preconceived assumptions of that's the way we've always done it, and open to that newness and i'm grateful for the flow and the unfoldment and so with gratitude for this good and more i speak this word and i release it into the creative law that has always said yes that has created everything everywhere everyone and i know it's now creating this and so i let it be and so it is
0: the Practical Prayer Podcast with Rev. Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com.
1: Be-The-Light.com
0: Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results.
1: Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations,
0: weekly celebrations of spirit, and
1: Rev. Bill's classes in practical spirituality
0: at NewThoughtPhilly.org.